0: As you're uh, finding your seat, uh, if you want to, uh, take your Bible and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And we're going to look at verses 11 through 13. Or if you've got the church app, you can just uh, press the Bible there and open it up. Now, last week I said that we were making some changes with the church app to where you could just go to the sermon notes and be able to do it all. There were a few little issues this morning, and so I feel like it'd be safer to uh, stay with this this morning. And hopefully that'll be uh, doing good next week. But uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verses 11 through 13. And uh, I'm reading this out of the New King James Translation. The, um, as I began on uh, Mother's Day, a focus on the family. I said that I would be staying on that from Mother's Day to Father's Day. And uh, so this will be the last message in this series. And then next week I'm going to go to a series on Too Great a Temptation. But uh, as we're kind of winding this down, we also have been doing something special with uh, your children and youth and college and career and uh, putting something together we want to give to every family. Now, we're going to finalize that this week and give it to uh, one to every family next week, so we hope you'll all be here next week for that. And uh, something special that uh, the kids and the youth and the uh, college and career have been working on. So we've got a variety of ages involved in that. And again, hope you'll be here next week. We want to give that to you. And then we've got something special we want to give the dads today to kind of just recognize the dads. But looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, uh, some of you may have ever, maybe you've heard this expression before. Or maybe you've even said it, oh, grow up. Now, I'm not going to ask for a raise of hand because I'm afraid somebody gets get in trouble. And I want you ladies to remember this is Father's Day, so d- don't take too much abuse on your husband today. But uh, probably I've heard that from a female perspective to a husband or to a father. Oh, grow up. And it's usually an expression that is being said to an adult, either male or female, <coughs> where they have shown some childish behavior, some childish actions, and they're trying to get them to think about what they're doing and how they're behaving. It's an expression that sometimes is also quoted this way, quit acting like a baby. They're both are expressions to get you to think about, hey, you're an adult, and those type of actions or behavior is kind of childish. So let's grow up And act like a man or act like a woman or act like the adult person that we should be. In 1 Corinthians 13, the Apostle Paul makes a statement about putting away childish behavior when he became a man. It's almost like in God's Word, the Apostle Paul is trying to say to us today that, you know, there's some things that sometimes we kind of carry over into our adulthood that's kind of childish But we need to grow up and act like the man or woman that we should be. And so let's look at these scriptures in uh, 1 Corinthians 13. And then I want to bring out just a few things that I have seen over the years that we would say are childish behavior. But we can kind of see how it links sometimes to us in adulthood. And then uh, I want to bring out some things that I think, if we're going to be spiritually mature, some things that should be evident in our behavior. But let's look at this in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verses 11 through 13. Paul said, When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. And verse 13 says, Now abide of faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Now, the Apostle Paul in chapter 13, especially in the early parts, is talking about love and about faith, hope, and love, and that love is the greatest aspect that should be coming out of us. And I think that should be true for every man, that uh, that your family sees love coming out of you in your life, that that should be one of the greatest aspects that they see in your life. But then, when you think about Paul talking about love, it's almost like this statement in verse 11 about When I was a child, I put away childish things, but I became a man. It's almost like, what's that got to do with things? But it's Paul revealing that sometimes even in the midst of faith, hope, and love, we still hang on to some childish behavior. And and I had a lot of fun just studying the original writing in this verse 11 about child, which means like an infant type child acting almost like a baby. It's like it is. And when he said, I became a man, it's like when I became a husband, when I came to adulthood and a familyhood, then I put away those childish behavior. So if I took a verse 11 and kind of put it in today's language of what I would feel like the original translation would say, it would say something like this. When I was an infant child, I chattered like an infant child. I thought about things like an infant child. I reasoned things out like an infant child. But, but when I became a husband and a father and a man, I put away all those infant childlike behaviors. So Paul is saying, there should be a difference in us. And you know, I have seen uh, over the years, uh, especially I have encountered this with men, that they, people as they a man growing up and they've gone through teenage years and maybe some 20s years and they've had a lot of things that they've done and behavior that they've had and maybe even people have said, you know what, I don't know if they're going to ever grow up. But then they, they get married and then maybe they have a child and then it's like, bam, something sets in. They suddenly start to change. Because I have seen over and over that when a child comes into a man's life, it's like this sudden sense of life is not about me anymore. I've got some responsibility here. And I've seen men dramatically change. And then I have seen some men that it seems like I don't know if they're going to ever grow up. Let's look at these scriptures and not only look at the scripture, but let's look at just a few things that came to my mind. And if you got your church app, you can look there where it says, childish behavior is like this. Identified six things that I think all of us agree are kind of childish behavior, childlike, that we would link it to. The first one I put down is this, a child cries easily and a lot. I heard a good laughter coming from the balcony up there. Child cries easily and a lot. A child cries not only when they're hurt physically, but they also when the least little thing seems to upset them. They start to whine and cry. And within the adulthood setting, I've seen this said to adults sometimes: "Quit your whining." Now, some of you women are smiling too big. <laughs> Remember, again, it's Father's Day, so no picking on the men. But the childlike behavior that can sometimes continue in our adult life is this: that we kind of whine and moan and groan about things when we don't get the things that we want. It kind of upsets us, and the least little upset creates a sudden change in behavior to where we begin that childlike whining and crying, and oh, I wanted to get that, and it all starts to come out. The second childlike behavior that I've seen over the years is a child craves attention and recognition. Have you ever heard a child say, hey, everybody look at me. And if you don't look at them, they get a little louder and they continue to repeat it. Hey, 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 everybody look at me. I've got six grandkids. And and I've heard that several times. And If you don't look at them pretty soon, then they start calling names. They call me Gigi. Gigi, Gigi, look at me. They crave attention. They don't want to just do something and feel like they've accomplished something for themselves, but they want everybody else to see them. And why do they want you to see them? They want you to brag on them, don't they? Now, I know none of our men are that way, that they crave attention and want to be bragged on and recognized. But sometimes that can behavior move over into adulthood if you look there you'll see a third thing that's mentioned is that a child is not very grateful if you watch children a lot of times they have things that they maybe they want and maybe you give it to them and as soon as they've got it boom they're gone aren't they they've taken off with it and I have said this multiple times to children and grandkids alike and that is hey 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 hold on wait 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 what are you supposed to say sometimes they respond oh oh thank you Sometimes like, what? That's the way us men are sometimes, isn't it? Huh? What? What's wrong? You know. A child is not very grateful, and sometimes in our adulthood, we expect things to be given to us and expect things to be our way, and when we do get our way, it's just like, that's the way it should be, and gratitude doesn't come out. A child is also, number four, a child is not very responsible one of the things I've heard over the years with a child say these words, and that is, do I have to? <laughs> it's almost like they, they won't and expect someone else to take responsibility, but they don't want to demonstrate it themselves. And sometimes that can carry on in our adult life. We're expecting somebody else to carry on the responsibility. Not very responsible. If you see number five, you'll say a child is selfish. It's very common to hear a child say, I had it first. That's mine. And then the fight starts to break out, doesn't it? And then as adults, we want to step in there and break up the fight and say, okay, what, what's going on here? And well, that, that's mine. He took it. Well, I had it first. Well, you wasn't using it. And blah, blah, blah. And you go, whoa, stop. It's that selfish behavior that's coming out. And sometimes even in our adult age, we have that same type of attitude where we're thinking more of ourselves than we think about others, don't we? I preach from Ephesians about the husband and wife relationship. And one of the things that the Bible tells us is that really a husband, and you may have heard this term before, a husband should look at his wife and approach how he treats her as if she's a trophy wife. But not from the human perspective. A human perspective of trophy wife is I've got a good looking babe and that makes me look like I'm hot. But trophy wife from a spiritual standpoint is I want to bring out the very best in my wife. Which means if I have to sacrifice something in my life to bring out the best in her, that's what I should do. And yet the childlike behavior is one that is selfish and that is it's all about me and about what I want and what I need in my life. The sixth thing you may see there that's a childlike behavior is a child is messy. When a child is a small child, they, they rarely want to clean up by them, uh, clean up after themselves. They expect somebody else, it's that lack of responsibility type thing. A child, an infant child will poop on themselves and then they're expecting some adult to come along and clean up behind them. Some of you may know some adults like that, don't you? <laughs> They kind of leave a mess, and then they're expecting somebody else to come along and clean up behind them and put things back where they should. It's back to that part of no responsibility. And so probably many of us have seen these things in our children and our grandchildren, but the sad thing is sometimes we see it carry over in adulthood, don't we? Those same childish behaviors. But yet we go back to what the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and He said, when I became a man, I put away those childish things, which means I put away that type of behavior, those things of being crying and whining all the time and expecting somebody else to carry on responsibility. I changed those things, and I saw myself as a man and the responsibility that I should have. And as I looked at what the Apostle Paul was saying, I I began to look at different things the Apostle Paul said through the Scriptures And what I want to give every man and I believe every woman in here this morning is five areas of your life that can show that there is spiritual maturity growing in your life to where you have put away some childish things and you're becoming the man and the woman that God designed for you to be and He desires for you to be. What are these areas in your life that we can see through the Scripture that should be evident in our life that we have done like the Apostle Paul and we've put away those childish things? Where we don't want responsibility. We've put away that. we put away the the whining and the crying. We've put away expecting somebody else to do things for us. And we've started putting others ahead of ourselves. Five things I've seen through what the Apostle Paul has said. The first one is this. And this is the beginning of everything. And that is, I'm going to give you five Ps to make it easy to remember this morning. The first thing is a personal relationship with the Lord. The beginning of all spiritual maturity is when you know that you know that you know that you have a personal relationship with the Lord. I've had a lot of conversation with people over the years and even in recent uh, time where conversation, especially with some men and different things, and they talk about how that, you know, they were going to church and they were doing some things, but it was kind of come and go. But there was a point I want you to listen to this. There was a point that the light came on. It's almost like they stepped out of darkness into light. You know what that is? It's when a person has gone beyond, well, I said a prayer when I was a kid to they have committed their life to Christ. Christ to now have a personal relationship with the Lord. That's the beginning of spiritual maturity. You're never going to be a man or woman that you should be till you know that you've got that personal relationship with the Lord and that you're communicating with Him on a daily basis, walking with Him and talking with Him. The Apostle Paul was a man that he talks about how that when he grew up, he was out of the best line of the tribe of Israel. He grew up and he was taught under the greatest spiritual leaders. He had done everything according to the Jewish customs of step one, step two, step three, step four. But he said that when he came to know Christ as his personal Lord and Savior, all that became like dung, body waste. He had a personal relationship. It wasn't a religious thing anymore. It was a relationship thing. And that's what's the problem with a lot of people that they're staying in childish type things. It's religion instead of relationship. The Lord is not interested in all the things of uh, well, I've done one, two, three, and four. He's interested in the fact that you have a relationship with Him and that you're communicating on a regular basis. And that's what God desires for every man and every woman in this service today. And that is begin that journey of a personal relationship with Him. The second P I would give you that you've moved into spiritual maturity is there's purity in your life. When you remove anything from your life that is keeping you from living a pure life before the Lord and according to His Word. So when you get to a point that you start taking all these areas of exception from your life, you know, we sometimes, uh, I showed a little video uh, Wednesday night when I was talking about the husband and life relationship. And the guy was a pastor, and he's kind of a comical pastor that likes to talk about life relationships. And he talked about a woman's brain and how it works and how everything's just kind of interconnected together. And he talked about a man's brain. And he said, a man's brain's like this. Everything's in little boxes. I got a box for this, a box for that, a box for this, and none of the boxes touches, And we only take one box out at a time. And he's talking about all those different boxes. And he said, there's this one box that's just my empty box. That's my favorite box. But as he was talking about that, he didn't mention one of the things that I've seen, these boxes that we men sometimes have, and that is our secret box. It's our box that we've made exceptions. It's our box that maybe our wife doesn't know about, our children don't know about. It's our little secret box. You see, living a pure life before the Lord and living according to God's Word is there can be no secret boxes in our brains or in our life. Those exceptions that we have made that it's okay, it's not hurting anybody, nobody knows about it. Those things that are done in secret and in darkness. A matter of fact, the Bible is very clear. The Apostle Paul talks about it many times that God brings out the things that are done in darkness and brings them to light. And so whether it's things that uh, we've kind of made exceptions in the way that we're living our life or whether it's things like pornography that we've allowed to come in here and it's our own little secret, those things cannot exist in the mature relationship that God has for us. So let me just say this, for all of us men who have these little boxes in our life, if you've got your little secret box, today's the day to open that box, reveal the truth to God. And get rid of that box in your life. You see, if you're going to walk in maturity before the Lord, purity has to be your lifestyle. Walking in at a pure, holy relationship. The third P I would give you is that if you're going to be a man who stepped up into adulthood, there's got to be a passion for serving God. We sometimes, as men, we have passions for a lot of things, don't we? We have passion for fishing. We have passion for hunting. We have passion for Cars, we have passion for these hobbies that we have in our life. We have all these different passions. That's one of our little boxes that we have. It's our passion box. And we have all these different passions that are our thing. It's our thing that's our special thing. But as I've read through the scripture, I've seen that the greatest passion that a man needs to have is a passion for serving God and serving Him with all your heart. I love the scripture in Colossians chapter 3 that says, Whatever you do, Do it heartily, with all your heart, with all your passion, as for the Lord. Let me ask you, man. I'm not asking for a raise of hand, but what is it that is passionate for God in your life? In our cookout last night, Kenneth had this toilet tissue game for us to play. You women want to hear about it? Some of you going, I don't know. Toilet tissue? But it's safe. He was throwing us off with the toilet tissue, though. But he had this roll of toilet paper, and he went up to each one of the men, and he said, pick a number from 1 to 10. Now, when he first came up to me, I had been kind of fooling with grandkids, so I thought that he was just want me to pick a number, and he was going to get, see who could guess the closest number to me. But, so I just said, he said, pick a number from 1 to 10. I said, 6. And he gave me 6 pieces of toilet paper. I'm going, hey, wait a minute. I'm thinking in my brain, this is not the way this works with the pastor. And so then after he went to every man, pick a number 110, and he gave them those many sheets of toilet paper. Then he revealed to us that ever how many sheets of toilet paper you got, you got to stand up here and tell all the other men something about you for each piece of toilet paper. So if you got six pieces of toilet paper, you got to tell six different things about you to reveal to everybody else a little bit about your life. And one of the things that I was truly blessed was The men who got up there and went, no, I'm kidding. It was some men that got up and said some things like, one of my passions is studying God's Word. I love to study God's Word. Some men who got up and said, I serve in the church this way, and I really love doing that. And when they made those statements... Man, it just feel, brought a smile to my face and filled me with joy because I thought, there's some men who know where their passions really should be. Now, a lot of us also say some things like, I love baseball. Now, Cowboy tried to shoot that when he got up and said, I could care less about baseball. One <laughs> well, of my six things was, I apologize for Cowboy who offended anybody else. <laughs> no, Cowboy, we love Cowboy. Passion. We've all got passions in our life, things that we love, whether it's baseball or love our kids or grandkids or whatever. But there ought to be passion in our life for serving God. And then somewhere in our box, in our brain and in our life should be that passion to do that. It's not a drudgery for serving God, but it's a joy. And you find the greatest joy in your life when you're serving God. The fourth P is this, purpose for your life. It's not only passion in serving God. But I believe that everybody needs to understand that God has a purpose and a plan for your life. God doesn't make any junk. It doesn't matter how how little intelligence you have or how much intelligence you have. It doesn't matter how little money you have or how much money you have. It doesn't matter how big your family is or whether you're just a single person. God has a purpose and plan for every man, woman, boy, and girl in their life. And I believe that one of the greatest things that you can do to show maturity in your life is to find what God's purpose is for your life and then put your whole heart in it and you'll find the greatest joy. I know what God's purpose is for me, and that is for me to preach His Word. That's clear to me. There's no doubt about it. And I believe that till I die and I'm physically capable of doing it, I'll be preaching. I may not always be physically able to pastor, but I'll still be preaching His Word because that's His purpose for my life. Everybody has a purpose. Now, there's some things that all of us are a part of from God's Word. We all know that we're supposed to study God's Word. We're all supposed to share with other people about what God has done with, uh, with us in our life or in our life. But there is some specific purpose that God has for you to serve Him. Find that purpose and fulfill it. I'll give you the fifth thing of a P to remember, and that is power in prayer. Everybody can have, or I guess probably most everybody, if you said, do you want to have power in prayer? Probably most everybody would say, yeah, I want to have power in prayer because it signifies in our mind a sense that I can pray about something, I can get God's attention, and something's going to happen. And I have, over the years, had people talking to me about problems and struggles that are going on in their life and, say, and start talking about how they've been praying. And I've had a few times where somebody say, you know what, it seems like... We really don't pray the most until we've got problems, and we really start praying then. You know what I come to realize? If you pray before you have problems, you probably have less problems. I'll say that one more time in case anybody was sleeping and you missed that. If we pray before we had problems, we probably have less problems. You want to have power in prayer? you got to practice prayer. you got to make it an everyday part of your life. It can't be, oh, I've got a problem. I need to talk to God about this. But it's every day could have a problem. Y'all come to realize that? Every day could have a problem. When I wake up, there could be a problem waiting for me that day, a problem that's just wanting to get a hold of me. Sometimes I think problems stay awake while I'm sleeping, waiting to get me when I get up. And so I want to start the day with prayer so I can cut off those problems in my life. It doesn't cut them all off, but it sure does give power in my life. Five Ps, men, women, that I think will show you've gone from childlike life to adult spiritual maturity, and that is a personal relationship with God, purity in your life, passion for serving God, a purpose for your life to exist, and then power in prayer. If you put those five Ps in your life, I guarantee you, you've gone from Childlike things to manhood and womanhood. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you this morning, and God we thank you, Lord, for your precious word. The Apostle Paul, in that one verse, said, "When I was a child, I thought like a child, I act like a child, I behaved like a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. And Lord, even as we looked at some of the six behaviors of a child, there may be some things that kind of click for somebody. Oh, oh, I guess that's kind of like I am. So maybe there's some childish behaviors that us men, or maybe even some women, need to get out of our life. And Lord, I've come to realize that the more that we put those spiritual mature things in our life, the more the childish things get pushed aside. So Lord, my prayer is that for every man and every woman in here that they'll begin that journey that if they've never given their heart and life to the Lord or maybe they're unsure of their salvation they'll take step one, number one and that is I need a personal relationship with the Lord. And then start to walk in purity with a passion for serving God with a purpose in their life and with power and prayer. And when those things become evident in their life that's when maturity is really going to kick in. Lord, I believe that that old statement, oh, grow up, can so be relevant to us and where we are spiritually in our life. And I think that's what the Apostle Paul was really trying to say. And that is, we need to put away some childish behavior and start growing up spiritually. So men, husbands, fathers. A matter of fact, when the Apostle Paul, the word that he used that was translated man, is many times translated as husband. Paul said, when I came to a manhood through being a husband and a father, I began to make some changes in my life. I put away some childish things. So let me just challenge you men. What is it in your life that you may need to set aside? Maybe it's one of those six things that I mentioned that are kind of like childlike behavior. Maybe it's something else in your life that you need to put away and show yourself a man. Or maybe it's for some of you women, God has spoke to your heart. You listen to what I was saying, and it says, I put away childish things when I became a man. But the same expression relates to women as well. There can be things in our life that need to be put away, done away with, removed from our life, and show spiritual maturity. So this morning, if you've never accepted Christ as your personal Savior, or maybe you're unsure of your salvation, would you pray a prayer like this? Dear Lord, I feel your Holy Spirit speaking to me. I know I've made some mistakes in my life. Probably have had some kind of childish behavior. But today I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to cleanse my heart. And I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Now it doesn't matter if you're a man, woman, teenager, boy, girl. If you prayed that prayer in your heart this morning and you really meant it. Would you just slip up your hand and just say, Pastor, I pray that prayer. And I just want to remember you in my prayers as well. Men, women, boys and girls. People of all ages, if you prayed that prayer with me, would you just slip up your hand for just a moment? While we're praying this morning, maybe there's some men, women, boys, girls. Maybe there's some things that God has spoken to you that have been kind of childish-like. Some things that you need to get out of your life and step into some spiritual maturity. Or maybe God's just spoken to you about some areas of spiritual maturity that you need to really focus on. And you want me to pray for you as you begin this change or this journey in your life to becoming the man or woman that God wants you to be. Would you just slip up your hand and say, Pastor, would you pray for me? There's some things I need to set aside. There's some changes I need to make. Yes, yes. Are there others? Yes. Yes, praise the Lord. I see some hands going up. I see some expressions of God truly working in your heart. Lord, I come to you right now. And Lord, I thank you for the sincerity. Some hands went up quickly. They knew exactly that you had spoken to their heart. Lord, had, some of them had some emotion on their face when they raised that hand. Because there were some things that were really catching deep in their heart. And Lord, to that I am so thankful this morning. Because Lord, until you get down deep into our life and we open ourselves up to be open and honest with you. Then and only then can we really move to spiritual maturity. So God, I'm just asking right now for those who raise their hands, God, that you would just honor that. And Lord, that your Holy Spirit would just just begin to smother them in your love. God, no matter whether it's things that are excuses or secrets in their life right now or whether it's some things that, that have continued to carry on through their childhood into their adulthood, whatever it may be. Lord, I pray that they'll just realize you love them and you're not concerned about how long it's been in their life or how long that they've been hanging on to certain things. The only thing that you're concerned about is they let it go and they make some changes in their life today. So God, just wrap your loving arms around them and say, I love you. Let them know that you love them. And Lord, you are excited about the journey they're beginning to spiritual maturity. And Lord, I'm going to give you the praise and honor and glory. God, I'm going to praise you that from what you said to some hearts of men and women here today, that there's some kids that are going to have some changes in their fathers and in their mothers. For some things that you've said to some hearts today, there are going to be some women who see that their husbands have a different heart and a different outlook. There's going to be some husbands that have seen some changes in their wives. Lord, I believe that there's going to be some changes in the family today. And, Lord, I just give you praise and honor and glory. I pray that in the name of Jesus that Satan would be defeated. And, Lord, that you be glorified. And it's in your holy name we pray.